Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Kaya FM. FM. Home of the Afropolitan. The Law Report with Michael Matwening Bell. Kaya FM 95.9. Very good evening to you and welcome to the Law Report. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about three things, really. We're going to touch on insurance. We're going to touch a lot on labor law. And especially when it comes to labor law, I want to hear from you. You can always give us a call. Number to dial 86 Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuening Bill. Hello, it is good to be with you this evening. And uh, before we start our show, our respects. Uh, thank you so much to Dr. Cindy Fansale. Uh You can tune in um, to her again tomorrow. And also her shows are our podcast. Uh, there's certainly uh, some very good podcasts uh, that you can look out for. So, so do that. Go check out some of her podcasts as well. Uh, we want to talk about, I guess, I guess three things. And, and, all these three things really affect us in, in some stage or another. And, and one thing that we haven't talked about on the law report, certainly, is insurance. And because we just take for granted that there is, you know, a few types of insurance, a short-term insurance that you sign up on a telephone call and sign right out uh, on a telephone call. But it's not always like that uh, for all types of insurance. So that's what we're doing in the first part of the show. But we've talked also a lot about um, re- working remotely. And it's working out great for some, not so great for others. But there are things that happen that are developed in between. Um, People are developing intellectual property. And there are opportunities, but there are also risks in that because now you're not seeing what people are working on. People are having... Um, are organizing themselves into into groups and subgroups and and they are talking about and exchanging your information information that would have been in your premises and we're going to be talking also about that in in you know uh, in in the second segment of the show in the last segment of the show we're talking about your rights as as a human being I guess but you can be a human being in the context of an employee where an employee says. I want you to answer the following questions. Can you say, well, I don't want to speak to the forensic investigators. If you are called into a commission uh, of inquiry, can you refuse to answer questions if they incriminate you? What is this right of, I have a right not to self-incriminate? When when, and how does it work? That's the law report. As always, any any of your questions are most welcome. I, I, I enjoy hearing from you and I enjoy uh, you benefiting from the wisdom of, of the guests that we have um, uh, that we organize for you. So that's a law report, 86 959 I want to welcome um, my my first uh, uh, guest. Uh, um, uh, and, and, and before I do so, I should also mention this, that uh, all our shows are also on... Uh, um, on our podcast, so you can tune into that. Let's talk to my guest, uh, Ngazi Sokulu. Uh, Ngazi, good evening, and thank you so much for, for joining me on the Law Report. Thank you for having me. Um, I hope I'm uh, coming across loud and clear. You are thank indeed. You thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to try to bring in um, Christine Rodriguez. I'm just sort of, I'll, I'll call you just in a minute. If you just give me one minute, and then you'll be more audible. Christine, thank you so much for joining me. Are you well? I'm okay, thanks for you. Very good, thank you. All right, so, I mean, there's there's some interesting developments um, 
when when it comes to to our law and 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 something that one thinks that is more settled is is insurance pretty much because it's has been with us for for quite some time but you've written an article which i found quite interesting um which is you know it sort of deals with the fundamentals of a consumer having the right to switch over from one credit life um, uh, insurance to another maybe in your own words if you can just unpack this article please Yes, so um, I think the the point of the article was meant to be kind of a consumer education um, and just highlight the consumer to the fact that they do have a right both at at the, at the time that they purchase the insurance to mm-hmm. choose what cover they want and with whom. And at any point in time during the period that they do have insurance, should they wish to um, change cover, they also have that right. And 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 that right is is explicit in terms of what is um, written in terms of law. And that was the point of, of my article. Hmm. And, and and when we talk about, you know, the, the the rights and maybe let's unpack you know different uh, different sort of types of insurance because certainly um, different rights and obligation attached to each type of insurance cover. Yes, correct. So I mean, what's important is, for example, um, with a, a typical life policy, you need to be careful when you are switching over products because these. There's terms and conditions relating to the policy, and if you terminate um, early on, it could actually be prejudicial to you. But in general terms, when you're looking at something like a credit life policy, um, that has a very uh, that is, is is regulated in terms of the policyholder protection rules, and in terms of the National Credit Act, which allows a person to, and I say in inverted commas, easily switch to another to another um, product. Obviously, there's there's a process that needs to be followed, um, and in adherence to the financial um, agreement that you, or loan that you might have received from the credit provider, but but you do have that right in terms of law. Guys, it's so cool. If I can also just invite you um, uh, to just to come in here. I mean, when we talk about um, insurance, um, we we also know that you know it's something that. Uh, a, a lot of people, um, I, I guess that there are a lot of people that don't have access to it, but certainly those that do have access to it, one takes for granted that they know they're right. I think um, one, of the, one of the things just listening to you and Tristan talk that has uh, become clearer to me is this is actually the problem that plays out in, 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 in a lot of forms of financial services and particularly in the credit life insurance space. Mm. It's the intersection of law and the lack of knowledge around people's rights um, and how the, in, in, in relation to how that law governs this particular product or service. And I think for us at Yalu, that's what we have personally experienced, mm-hmm. um, that consumers don't know that they have this thing. Right? So there's, as an example, there's 15 million credit life policies in South Africa. That's more than funeral. Hmm. It's a bigger market than funeral. Hmm. But, you know, stats show like a quarter of people are even aware that this thing exists. A quarter of them are aware that they've been paying for this product. Right? So 
that's just one element of just a lot. Wait, I mean, unpack that. I mean, that sounds unreal that that we'd have only about a quarter of people that know that they even have the, the cover. So a lot of the cover, so the covers in, in Credit Life, it falls into generally two types of uh, cover. So mm-hmm. the one is voluntary and the other is compulsory. Mm-hmm. People typically know the voluntary products are taken because somebody calls you after you've taken out, let's say, your credit card and offers you credit life insurance on your credit card because for that bank, it may be a voluntary product. Mm-hmm. So people are, are quite consciously aware of those. But when it comes to the compulsory products, which is in, in, in a number of instances, it's things like um, personal loans, loans, certain types of home loans, certain types of credit cards, you get it um, upon the issuance of that debt and people are so excited, so happy to have been granted this this loan that they sign documents very quickly. Now, I'm not saying, to be clear, I'm not saying the banks don't tell them that they've signed for it, mm-hmm. all right? But if, if you think of the process, you get it upon getting the doc, upon getting your, your, your loan granted to you, and you're signing 10, 20 pages, not really on top of your mind. It's not really something you're aware of. And so over the years, millions of people I was just not aware that they're paying for their for, for credit life insurance and therefore what rights come with having this product. Right. As, mm. as Christine was uh, touching on a little bit earlier on. I mean, I mean, that's a scary thing, especially when you talk about these compulsory ones. Um, and, and I know that there, we also had the Consumer Protection Act, um, which was supposedly supposed to make life easy, information more accessible, because, you know, it's it's... I guess it's an unfortunate reality of life. It's unfortunate in the sense that every time you're applying, you know, for pretty much anything, you enter into a building and make you sign stuff. And behind that document that you're signing just to enter a building is a whole long list of legal, legal, legal uh, rights and obligations, mostly obligations. It's worse when you're getting credit. It's worse when you're getting insurance. And and um, it's worse when you're applying for school. It's It's just everywhere, right? And what are we doing, or has has the Consumer Protection Act in any way made life easy for for would be compulsory insured? Um, I, I I will I will speak from uh, my, my less uh, legally background yeah. um, in the sense that I think you know because of actually a number of acts that. Um, govern various types of products and services in the country, it can become a little bit confusing. But in the, in, in the space of credit life, it's specifically um, the credit life insurance regulations. Um, those are overseen by uh, Department of Trade and Industry, the regulatory bodies that are um, you know, in, 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 in charge of enforcing that is sort of co-owned by the National Credit Regulator and the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, so the NCR and the SPCA. And so the CPA, the Consumer Protection Act, in this case, doesn't necessarily really touch on this, um, but if you look at a lot of the principles that you'll find within the credit loss insurance regulations, you'll find that there is a level of consistency in how customers are meant to be treated fairly. Right? Mm-hmm. How, uh, and, 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 and I think 
that is where we have encountered problems for for our customers at Yali who generally have, have had the opportunity to receive that education you were speaking of, right? And so we've gone out of our way to um, do various programs to educate the consumer because we've recognized that there's such a lack of customer of education on this topic. And then once they've been educated and they've made the call that I want to um, exercise my right of choosing my own credit life insurer and you know, choosing the product that I get and not just taking the one that I was given as a default when I took got my loan, that's when customers in, 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 uh, experience incredible resistance from their uh, loan providers. And that's where the games start happening. And, and you will just be stunned at how much customers have had to fight, threaten, beg, go to regulators just to get and their right, just to have their right exercise and to be treated with the respect that they deserve. And instead of waiting one month to have a policy, um, an existing policy cancelled as the regulations actually allow for any type of insurance product, we found that customers have to have to wait a year to have the product cancelled in credit life insurance. If it's just... If you've just tuned in, I'm talking to Christine Rodriguez. She's a director at Bowman's, um, as well as Nganzi Sokulu. Uh, he's a CEO at Yalu. We've been referencing Yalu. I mean, a, a lot of people know who Bowman's is. Uh, but Yalu, um, uh, Nganzi, what does Yalu do? I think that would sort of give our listeners a perspective of, of, of how you could help them. Sure. Um, so... Yalu basically was um, is a company that was founded by uh, call it uh, brave uh, young souls who thought we could actually shine a light onto this credit life market. Uh, we felt it was quite uh, un- 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 unknown and it, was, it-, it required wholesale change. So we used to work in, in banks and we thought let's actually uh, build this company out, and so we focus primarily on credit life insurance. We built the only platform in South Africa we can take out a credit life insurance product online or, or call center all in less than five minutes without um, massive amounts of backwards and forth documentation, admin, because all of that has been automated by a very sophisticated uh, technology platform we built. Um, we are um, you know, we have what we believe is, a very, is, is, is the most competitive part of the market, and we've been playing this dual role of educating the customer about this, educating about how, what our, how our product stacks up against the comp- competition, and then, and then basically doing all that heavy lifting work of basically helping them uh, switch off their existing credit life and taking out uh, the value credit life insurance. And, and we do that with the assistance and, and support of all mutual alternative risk transfer limited. Awesome. Now, th- 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 there's something that we, you, you touched on, Christine, um, a, a little yeah. bit when you said that we all have the right to change yeah. our, our insurance. And, and, and that's one thing to kind of have a right. Um, but but I, I was imagining a scenario in my head where, yeah, that right exists, but the, the process to exercise that right is cumbersome to a point that it could potentially even be unfair um, uh, or, or you, put, you know, potentially even, I, I don't know, so frustrating that it's not even worth your while. 
to 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 yeah. even pursue that route. So maybe you know, in an ideal world, yes, I have that right. But on the ground, what are some of the challenges that I can face, and how do I overcome them? Yeah. So I mean, before I get to that, mm. I, I mean, I just want to make the point that it's important um, to treat customers fairly at, at all um, times during the product cycle. Sure. So it's not just about selling the product um, upfront. Um, and advertising the product. It's also then how you treat the customer during the lifetime of, of the product. Mm-hmm. And, and, and possibly during the lifetime, it could be about switching the product or canceling the product or substituting it with another product. Mm-hmm. Now, as it's important to educate people about the benefits of insurance, it's also important to educate people about their rights in terms of, of what is covered, what is not covered, um, the conditions in terms of substituting, etc., and and it's important to do this because the entire point of our new regulatory regime with the Twin Peaks model um, and a new market conduct regulator is to create that financial um, sustainability and to create this confidence with financial institutions. Now, if you if you if you if you're not if you're not educating the client at all steps, um, are you really, you know, um, applying the principles of treating customers fairly? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the point is, obviously, we, we live in a competitive world. Everyone, you know, we live in a capitalist society. We want to make money, and that's all good and well. But it's about making, I suppose, I'd say, responsible profits, and just educating the client. So. As it is easy to enter into a policy, um, what I've seen in certain in certain cases is then the extreme opposite to cancel a policy or to substitute a policy. Now, understand, I'm I'm talking in relation to credit life. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I need to make the point to your listeners that you know life policies, um, especially risk policies, are usually very complex. So they need to think carefully before they cancel a life policy because of penalties and that sort of thing that may, may arise or investment policies. But generally, credit life policies are quite simple to enter into. Yet, when the consumer then wants to exercise the right of substitution, then all of a sudden it's a very complex, um, a very complex um, process. So, for example, um, you could go and get a loan, and it's quite easy to get a piece of paper put underneath your nose for you to sign and in it you sign um, the, 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 the application for the procurement of insurance. But then as soon as you want to substitute, it's no longer as easy as just filling out a form. Mm. There's a whole lot of hurdles. And I think, I think that is that the, the point of the treating customers fairly framework is to look at each stage and to say, how do I treat a customer fairly? Um, and and part of that is educating the person on, on what their rights are. But I think, you know, some, I would say some financial institutions, and this is not everyone, um, whether it's a broker or a, um, somebody that just sells a product or whatever it is, I think sometimes these people are scared to highlight to the consumer what their rights are for the fear that they'll cancel the policy. But I think you can't, I think if you create confidence in the client and you create that relationship of trust, um, 
the consumer is likely to actually remain with you mm. because you've been open and transparent and they know what they have. I think I think when when people are reach these kind of hurdles or or, or have these hurdles flung in, um, in front of them, it makes it very difficult for them to trust that institution. And the and the problem is then they don't then want any um, insurance coverage with the institution, not just relating to their product, but other products as well. And then it creates a negativity and a bad perception. And so I think, you know, the mindset must be that that you educate the consumer so that they understand, so that when the time comes, um, they, they understand the process and what their rights are and what they can and what they cannot do. So you, you mentioned in, in your article that it can take up to 12 months for somebody to just substitute insurers. I mean, that sounds to me quite ridiculous. And, and as I read that, I wondered what the role of the Financial Sector Conduct Authority would be in, in those kinds of situations, because it doesn't seem to me that uh, as something that ought to be permissible. Yeah, so I mean, the, the, the issue here is that there's almost a gray area that is, it isn't regulated. And I think that's what I allude to in terms of the article that I wrote. Mm. So you have a credit, a national credit regulator, which regulates credit providers. Yeah. And in that National Credit Act, it, it gives the person the right to substitute the, the policy. And then you have an insurance act, um, and a long-term insurance act that regulates the insurer. Now, the TCS principles are contained in the insurance policy, I mean, not in the insurance policy, in the insurance act. But similar, um, similar concepts are not pulled through into the, into the National Credit Act. So what happens is the credit provider that offers you the credit will make it compulsory to have a credit life policy. Um, it is not a, an insurer. So what it will do is it will procure insurance through a registered insurer. And the insurer then does what needs to be done to get you to have that policy, which is fine. Mm. The issue then comes in terms of cancellation of the policy. If you bought your policy with the credit provider, uh, and and Kazi can step in here because you'll have a lot more practical knowledge than I would. Mm. Generally, people will go to the person who sold them the policy to try and cancel the policy. Mm. So that's where we'll go to is the credit provider. Because that's the person that you've and been dealing with, yeah. Yes. And and the credit provider, because it's not held to that standard of TCF, it can make it sometimes difficult for that person to substitute the product. Yeah. So, Christine, and I feel then, like we haven't done, you know, I, I know I'm cutting you <laughs> short and there was just so much to say still, uh, but I have to take a break. And unfortunately, this brings an end to our segment. Um, I would have loved to hear more, uh, Christine uh, Rodriguez, as well as Nganzi Sokulu. Thank you so much to you both. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.